Hello loves, this is Ruthie Wren and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of my podcast called Defining Kinks where so far we have tried to define kinks and we've also discussed kinks that I feel define us. If you missed it last week, we talked about something that I'm pretty sure you all prescribe to which would be narratophilia. If you didn't catch it, please look it up. It's actually more prominent than you guess. And it <laughs> it, it sounds a little creepy, but I promise it's not. <laughs> so um, today I have a super exciting episode planned and a lovely, lovely guest. I have the lovely Zeta Midnight. Hello. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is going to be great. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. And and I was going to say Zeta of Reddit, but you're, you're like everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting dotted around now, which is kind of nice. <laughs> right? And the kink that we are going to talk about today is the ever exciting and promiscuous one of taboo, <laughs> particularly taboo relationship kink. So I actually posed this question to my guest, Zita, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, I did get some like really like some really funny responses and some very serious. And I did take kind of a poll, but for you personally, when you hear, you know, when someone drops the words taboo relationship kink mm -hmm. what is the first thing that comes to your mind as far as that what kind of relationship oh uh my knee jerk for that is incest that's what comes up first in my mind yes exactly we actually i took a vote and out of about i think it was 57 people that answered yeah. um, on my little twitter poll i think um i think it was 44 said incest well there you go um there you go. Yeah, the higher collective, about 70, I think that makes it actually almost 90% right there, oh, yeah. um, that uh, said incest. Um, so yeah, I think that is uh, a lot of people, um, for those that don't know, um, what taboo relationship is, is that it is a relationship that is um, not conforming and also considered inappropriate culturally. Mm -hmm. Um and that's really all it is. After that, it's like very, it's breaking it down into like very fine points after that. Yep. Many little chunks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like after that, it's like splitting hairs um, because taboo simply just means it's not socially, culturally, like class socially and stuff. It's not, it's not appropriate. It's not uh, a norm. It's uh, outside of the scope. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, and also um, because it is a social thing, also religiously, same thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so it seems like the norm of our listeners probably think that taboo relationships are incestuous. <laughs> uh, I'm actually here to say that after looking at things and studying it some, uh, it's not what the kink is all about. It's actually just one small, yeah. I guess, branch on the taboo taboo relationship tree. <laughs> And um, there's many others, and because of such, I think a lot more people are into taboo than they realize. Yes, without doubt. So I thought it would be a fun thing um, for this in introductory part of the episode to talk about other taboo relationships that people don't even realize are considered taboo, <laughs> but are very sexy and attractive to many people yeah. in, in and out of kink communities. Okay. So, um. So, um, of, of course, at the top of the list, there was incest. Yep. So they, you know, obviously incest and then also stepcest. Oh. Step relationships, mm. anything, step something, stepbrother, stepsister, stepmother, stepfather, stepcousin. I was going to say, is it naive of me? I kind of just put that right under the banner of incest and moved on. <laughs> I think it's all in the same wheelhouse, mm. in my opinion. I think stepsess, for me, stepsess is kind of like all the things of incest that you like, mm -hmm. but you can dismiss maybe all the things that you're uncomfortable with biologically. No, yeah. I did have a discussion um, with a, one of my listeners about it uh -huh. when I had brought up the poll that they said, why are people that are into stepsessed are very adamant that, you know, it stays in the steps, you know, like a step something yeah. as opposed to people that are incest and, and it's like its own niche. And, and really all I could really think of is that incest gives you all those taboo or stepcest gives you all those taboo fills. Mm -hmm. But because of, I guess, the implications of the, you know, biological factors. Yeah. 
of incest. And then also I've, I've actually, um, you know, which to be honest, not that I'm promoting, <laughs> not, not that I'm promoting incest as we've discussed, it's illegal. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, incest, just so you know, to have those biological implications, it would actually have to be true incest for several generations to occur. Um, so yeah, so, you know, crazy things when, yeah, crazy things when you study, um, European, (laughs) European history. (laughs) I'm sorry. That makes it sound horrible. Like I'm like, not American history, huh? Well, (laughs) it's because our country's so young. The royal family. I don't even get me started. It's, uh, (laughs) I can't help it. Uh, you know, you know. Um, so, you know, those pure bloodlines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what it was all I mean, about. Got to keep the bloodline oh, pure exactly. and slightly insane. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, and slightly insane. Yeah. So, I mean, those implications don't come until you have generations of inbreeding, as they call it. Mm. Um, but I think it's that. And then I think what somebody also told me, um, which raised a really interesting point, and obviously we're not psychologists or anything or you know but um somebody told me people that are more prone to step uh you know as opposed to full-on incest kink yeah um perhaps in their life they have really strained relationships um like with close family members so to them they cannot bridge a sexual gap there to get into actual incest uh. if that makes sense you know what i'm saying so to them step somebody that's married into the family that you don't have a shared history uh-huh. with but it's got like that taboo vibe of, oh, we're family now, but I'm attracted to you. But that's wrong because we're family. Yeah. You know, they can find that hot. But somebody that they've had a familial relationship with, if in their walking life they have issues with people like that, mm. then they wouldn't be into full-on incest because they can't make that. It's a bit more of a jump, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, no, I just thought that, that was very interesting. So uh, take on it. And it makes sense to me. It really does. It comes and to me too. A, yeah, and I think my thing is, as we've discussed on other episodes, we're not here to judge why people have kinks or what they're doing and stuff, but um, when sharing your kinks or when someone shares them to you, we've always said, be mindful that, you know, they're trusting you and sometimes there's a deeper reason, you know, oh, gotcha. for why they find things sexy mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not just like, oh, it's hot, you know, <laughs> sometimes it is, but I mean, you there know. It... all sorts of stuff going on under the surface that you don't know about. And that's the same with everything, really. It's important to be mindful of that. Oh, yeah. And it's the same on the counter side. If if you express that you're interested in a kink to your partner and they're very adamantly opposed to mm-hmm. it, it could be some very important reasons to them to be against yep. a kink. Um, so this is where you have to have, my friend used to call it adult conversation time, <laughs> because, you know, you need to be respectful and you need to appreciate their history and their heart and um and then find out if you can find a middle ground or this and that and you know i've said um me and jay in a past episode said you know just softly ask well why don't you or can you illustrate or can i at least show you why i like it and maybe we can find something else that might cross that line sexually and sad yeah and satisfy that you know Mm -hmm. so it's okay you know you know that's that's how we have solutions you know you know we need to move forward being grown-ups oh my god (laughs) i know no one expected it from us but we're doing it um um so moving on um so these two there's two different ones but they kind of fall into the same little building uh we have co-workers um can be taboo you know it's it's forbidden in the workplace or boss employee yep yep oh god okay i might be jumping ahead here but you say that and i'm thinking (laughs) doctor patient student teacher oh my god ah there's so many (laughs) yes yes what was it white collar professional and client which included um, lawyer clients, uh, um, uh, doctor patient, yes, yes. Um, doctor nurse, which also kind of falls, you know, like, so there's all these ones and people are like, oh, now I know like there's a lot of listeners going, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm into taboo. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, I have succeeded. <laughs> so, Job done. <laughs> um, yeah, da-dum. Well, we can just end the episode now. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, teacher student it was a little different dynamic Mm. um, because uh, a student personally usually isn't paying the teacher I think that's where they were getting professional and client you know kind of like it's in a pay setting Mm. Um, and there was like legality issues of a different kind yes yeah student teacher obviously sometimes the student 
you know, isn't paying directly, even, you know, maybe if you talk like university professor, that's That's still taboo. It is legal. Yeah, it's legally aged, but so it's a little different. But see, it is definitely a taboo. And as as a lot of people know that when you get into student teacher, a lot of times uh, you're also adding in other kinks that could be uh, older man, younger woman, mm-hmm. or, you know, or vice, vice versa, versa, older and younger, which is a taboo. Yep. Age differences. Um, age difference, big that's taboo, um, which was another one, older, the age difference one. Yep. Something else that sometimes plays into those fantasy is um, the taken partner, oh, which yes. means a partner who is attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the, it's, it's the, cheat, the cheating aspect. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. We've got the neighbor. So, which I thought was interesting that it was a taboo. Apparently, this is not one that's hugely considered. Um, but I think it's because the neighbor falls into a lot of stuff. You know, like, because... I wouldn't have considered some neighbor. neighbor... Well, and I tried to think about it, too, because it seems lighter, you know? Like, it does seem like a lighter taboo. I'm like, why would that matter so much? Mm. And then when you think of it, and I guess it's because me, because I... Yeah, I'm I'm an over analytical person, and also um, I studied sociology, which I love the study of people and groups. Awesome. And and when you think of as a a neighborhood is like a smaller scale society. Yeah. So if everybody knows everybody, and then all of a sudden you notice like Mr. Johnson's going over to Miss <laughs> Smith's house, and you're like, what? I think this might have been something more that was like old school. You know, like during that time where an unattached woman and an unattached man didn't, you know, yes. hang out secretively. You it's know, like an episode of EastEnders, to be honest. Right, EastEnders. Everybody yeah. else, everybody's in everybody else's business, and you immediately mm-hmm. know if something isn't quite right. But mm-hmm. that in yeah, I think itself. that's the only thing I could equate it. Yeah, that's the only thing. Because other than that, I thought of like other taboos that could fit the neighbor scenario, like. We've got like uh, older, you know, like the age one again, Mm. like you've got older single next door to like budding younger man or woman, like college returnee, Mm. whatever, you know, Um, things like that. Or I thought of, you know, if you are talking the cheating aspect, you know, um, oogling your neighbor over the fence. (laughs) Exactly. Or um, something, uh, another thing that came up around age, which is probably one of my personal favorites. Uh-huh. Um, is uh, the babysitter and parent. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't think about that either. I don't mean, like I said, and sometimes it's all legal-aged, but it is the taboo of an experienced parent. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Uh, usually they are married, but I know that for those that don't want to delve into the cheating aspect, it's like a divorcee or a single parent mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And But still, the age difference and then the fact that usually it's big enough to where, not that they could have been their parents, but that, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like, you know much more than this young young adult yep. you know you're so it's kind of like that wisdom you know you know better forbidden fruit aspect to it as well it's like it's, yes. it's a lot of uh you want to but you're not supposed to and that in of itself can make yes. it something that you want even more that well that's human nature isn't it you know i can't yes, have it so it i really want is. it ah. <laughs> exactly yeah give it to me um exactly well and i you know and it's very that that i think that's like the whole root of taboo in a lot of ways mm. it's forbidden and it's almost like when we see something that says you know or when somebody says don't look and we all like look it's just yeah. like a knee jerk sometimes don't look um, don't us. push the button don't go that way take the other road <laughs> yeah take the other road you know and it's just like yeah. well well what's over there I like know. i need to know i know i want to know um and i'm glad that you brought up forbidden fruit because another taboo relationship is a religious yeah. one um and a lot fell under this category actually um you do have the religious um authority figure yep. and then you have either the sinner or you have the um the rebellious religious students mm. um we also had uh what was the other one you also have that it's it's not even um it's not even that they're an authority but you have a more religious conservative type that kind of gets drawn to a very unreligious type. <laughs> drawn to sin. <laughs> drawn to sin, you know, and stuff. But, it, you know, but it's it's that appeal. And for whatever reason, because they 
don't answer to anybody or it's because they, you know, whatever it is, yeah. or, you know, maybe religion was forced on the character. So they're trying to, you know, break out of it and it's a sin, you know, and all these conflicts and passions and with the corruption of innocence thrown in there as well, quite often. Yeah, exactly. Usually in that innocent aspect too is definitely, and it, and it works the other way. You've got the sinner that wants to corrupt the pure, you know, and, and they're not always a religious figures. It's just someone that is conservative or, you know, more innocent. So you're all giggling. And <laughs> what I'm really loving is we're going through these and for everyone that you're naming, I can think of an audio that I've listened to recently that is wonderful. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, God, this is just my entire listening history. <laughs> I know you're just like okay yeah, yeah. Know well it's because I did research on my guests no. <laughs> um no but they're in seeing that's the thing I, I think people don't realize how much they prescribe yeah. to some kinks without even realizing it they're like oh I'd never be into taboo and it's like well, well actually actually, <laughs> actually let me just pull out you know this big rolodex yeah. um of sin <laughs> <laughs> So just a couple of more, and these ones actually are more prevalent, um, okay. but uh, very uh, modern day. So these are contemporary taboos okay. that people, um, and they're not hugely um, showcased in uh, pornography of any sort no. or erotica, usually because they're so contemporary. Mm. Hit me. Here we go. So the first one that I'll say, because everybody likes this, um, but... Um, the that jerk or that bitch that you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yes. the one, the one we say we won't, yep, and then we and then do, we, we do. can't help it. Yep. <laughs> Everybody knows that person, <laughs> okay? Oh God, I? I think a lot of people, yeah, right? I think a lot of people now just are like shaking their head, like, gosh, I do know, you know, <laughs> yep. it's just, but it's that's a taboo, it's you know, it goes against everything of your moral being, yep. you would never. You would never. And then at the same time, so you're weird. just drawn. You're sucked in, you know, and you're like, dang it. Um, it. So that's taboo, yeah. you know. Um, and then, okay, so another one is, and this, these, um, these, this little group that I'm about to do actually kind of all go together. Mm -hmm. It is either the sibling or the ex of a friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, right? Right? That's so taboo. It's like, that's breaking, a, uh, what do they call it? Breaking guy code, code or friend code. What do they call it? Bro code. Bro code. Yeah, bro code. <laughs> it's like, bro, that's my little sister, bro. Yeah. You know, like, um, but it's the same thing. And and I know people, I, I always hate this because it's true how taboo it is. Um, because people say, oh, no, that doesn't really matter to me. But it does. It kind of It does. does. Well, like with girlfriends, like, even if it was like, my ex-boyfriend, who personally for me, my last ex-boyfriend, in all intents and purposes, even the times that I miss him, he was a jackass. <laughs> so I don't really want anything to do with him anymore. Mm -hmm. But if, I, if one of my friends started dating him, it would be a big issue yeah. for me. And in that sense, it's not sociably acceptable, you know, or, you know, things like that. So that does make it taboo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never thought of that one. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I love it. Same for sibling, you know, because then as a friend, you're caught up in that middle. You know, you, you obviously, you you're do? loyal to your blood. I know. Like, that's my thing. I've, I'm, thank goodness. I've never, I've never had, yeah, uh, my siblings are all, are all older. So I've never had to like face that issue, but I've seen others and I'm like, I don't know how you do yeah, it. I don't know. Like, mm -mm. Because I would have unwavering loyalty to my family. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, what do I, do? You know, yeah. I don't want to like, yeah, so it's totally, that's why I think it's such a hard situation to be in because friends are your family that you choose, yes. you know, so it's not like they don't mean nothing. Oh, what a horrible situation to be in. Oh, I know, God, I right? hope that never comes up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, please no, please no. Um, and then, uh, and this one, I put it at the bottom of the list because it's, I guess on the fence about being taboo nowadays right. um, because there's so many, well, I mean, I'll just say it, um, casual sexual relationships. Okay. There is yeah, still people, a taboo about it. I mean, not so much yeah, as it once was. A little was, bit. But yeah, it's still there. But It's still there. I think, I like, and it, this is part of the reason that I started the show, but, you know, we are as a society, as a world, we are definitely becoming more, you know, sex positive. Yeah. 
but we still have a long way to go. Um, but even consenting adults having casual sex, sometimes there are those that would upturn their nose or, you know, mm -hmm. societal standings and stuff that it's just like, you know. So I still say it's a little bit of a taboo. And it's a very lopsided taboo as well because if it were women being promiscuous and sleeping around, as people would put it, it's frowned on so much more than a man doing it. Yes. You know, so it's it's almost a lopsided, one-sided taboo, which is actually quite annoying. Hmm. It it really is in a lot of ways. And the thing that annoys me about it so much is that, you know, and, and I don't want this to turn into a big gender debate, but <laughs> I mean, it seems like the men that are very pro-casual, which I don't have an issue mm -hmm. with, you know, be pro-casual. It's just the pressure of a woman. For men, those kind of men, they desire a woman who's open sexually and wants to explore things and all this stuff, you know, yep. and if you don't, then you might as well be a prude. Yep. But if you do and you're open and out loud about it like they are, then you're frowned on yeah. about by quote unquote normal people, yeah. you know, so it's so There's hard. There's no way to win in that situation really. There? There's really not. There's really That's not. And I found like, it really is. And I found the only way you can win is honestly to be viewed as some sort of like, well, let's just be honest, some sort of bitch because mm. you just have to not care. Yes anymore what people think and people are like wow you're such a you know you're so rude about it or you're so like whatever and i'm just like well you have to yeah. be because if you get your feelings pulled in you're either gonna have you know the men that like the scene you know you're you know if you get your feelings into it they're gonna either call you out yep. and just be rude about things or you're or gonna everybody have else will. your family or friends <laughs> yeah or everybody else will so you have to just be like you know what i'm gonna do my thing yeah. you know and that's so sad it has to be that way it really is. It's, and it's not, it's not. So, I mean, so that really comes down to it. Any of these taboo relationships, as far as fantasy and fetishes and stuff, should we be, do you feel that we should have to deal with that or be super ashamed of it? No, damn it. No, it's, <laughs> no. no, I really don't. I just, I get quite wound up about it actually sometimes uh, <laughs> even for myself when I have conversations with friends of mine I can be very open with my friends about what I like mm -hmm. and what I don't but I cannot have these conversations with my family for instance even those that I'm quite liberal mm -hmm. with and it's because of those you know the expectations of a taboo aspect what are they going to think mm -hmm. of me do I need to explain will it change their opinion of me and it's sad that we have to think that way and we almost have to mm -hmm. separate ourselves into two, sometimes three different people to satisfy who we're with when we're talking about things mm -hmm. that are important to us. But yeah, it's it's really sad that it has to be the way. And it is changing. It is improving. You know, conversations mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. changing. The types of conversations that we have are changing. And things like this, a podcast like this opens up the conversation a bit more and normalizes it. But there's still so far to go. Oh, so much. You know? There really is. It, it really, really is. And and that's just it. And big part of it is you get shamed, just like you said, just from talking yeah. about it. I'm not asking you to participate. I'm not asking you to agree with mm. me. I'm asking, I just want to be able to express what I'm into, that I enjoy this, that I can see. Even sometimes if somebody said, oh, I heard so-and-so is into a student teacher, you know, mm. I'm just like, oh, well, I can see where that's attractive. Even just saying that, yeah. whether I say I'm into it or not, some people will look at you like, excuse exactly. me? Yeah. How dare you? And then what you're just you like, oh, yeah, how dare you, you know, clutches pearls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, but it's, it's, it, but that's, it's unfortunate because like I said, you know, in previous episodes, when somebody we're all trying to express ourselves and find our way in the world. Mm -hmm. And especially when we're talking about the age group of people that are listeners to this mm -hmm. or that are on social media, you're talking about young, you know, you're talking about young adults, 18. Obviously, we all know younger, but that's not what this show is for. Mm -hmm. um, but ages 18 to about you know, I'm going to say early 40s um, because the, the older generations are actually getting a little bit better at, um, slowly, slowly. you know, being progressive. Slowly, slowly. They're finding their way. I'm getting more and more surprised. Um, but at least mid-30s, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're present in all these places and they're the ones having these conversations. And, you know, it's 
they're all hugely or mostly sexual beings. It's normal. It's normal. It's it is the time of that. That's that chapter. That eighteen to thir- mid thirty fives. That is a big, huge sexual exploration and discovery age. The whole window is. You discover so much about yourself, and Ain't because I truth. feel that that's a big. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really is, right? Um, I mean, like, I feel that I've grown so much, like, in the last couple of years. But now that I think about it, you know, from me being 18 to now, mm-hmm. there's been, like, chapters of my sexuality that have meant different things and I've grown in different ways. Same. And Same. Yeah, and I shouldn't have to be – we shouldn't have to be ashamed to talk about that no matter what your kink is that you're into. Nope, nope not at all. So – you know, we'll just get off our soapboxes. I'll step down now. <laughs> I'll step down now. I get so fired up too. <laughs> As we've established here, I mean, we listed so many different taboos. I think uh, just about everybody could – there's a taboo for everybody. Yeah. I think that just illustrates what we were just talking about because, like we said, taboo is a socially or morally, you know, inappropriately, mm-hmm. you know, viewed um, – sexual relationship and here we've you know everything that we've listed here and stuff like that it's the same thing if we still can't even talk about sex then yeah a lot of these are going to be prevalent and taboo (laughs) be a problem if we can't even have a very simple conversation as we was established a lot of these are not illegal correct um i know that a lot of times a long time ago co-worker was illegal had legal ramifications Mm -hmm. but nowadays it's just a matter of hr yeah i mean and that's it um, other than that, you don't have to involve anybody else. Uh, same thing with boss employee. Mm-hmm. It is a little harder, a little more red tape, but it's not illegal. Um, it just has to be um, put out there. But even then socially, you would have coworkers that would say, oh, well, if she gets a raise or he gets a raise or, yep. you know, if they get the special projects or they get a day off, <laughs> you know, obviously it's because they're stooping, you know. So How dare they? <laughs> how dare they? You know, so, and I'm not saying some would take advantage of that. Let's be honest. Who doesn't like to dote on their partner, you know, if they have the (laughs) ability, but still, um, yeah, yeah, you know, but, um, but most of them, a lot of them don't have legal, you know, things anymore, uh, you know, or that they're not. It's just a matter of that. It's just socially a thing. So in my opinion, I know, I don't think we should feel ashamed about it at all. Um, Even um, when it's also, it's a fantasy, you know, this is the part that bugs me as well. The fantasy aspect, if it's a fantasy, if it's something happening in your own mind, it's nobody's business, but yours. And Mm -hmm, if these mm -hmm. taboos are a fantasy that you like to enjoy in your own head, it's even sadder then that you feel in some cases shamed for it or that you can't express it because it's just a fantasy and everybody is allowed to imagine something that they like or you know think about something that they might like without Mm -hmm. feeling shame and quite Mm -hmm. often for people it is just a fantasy um whether it's legal or not am I doing this the right way yes I am I'm thinking about this right um (laughs) yeah in someone's own mind in your own mind it's your business. You shouldn't have to explain mm-hmm. yourself to anybody. But I've come across people who are guilty over their own fantasies. You know, mm. it's not like they're going out yeah. and doing anything, but their own, in their own mind, fantasies are causing them distress because they're worried about what people might think of them. And that's an awful situation. Oh, yeah. If you can't even enjoy your own imagination, what kind of state are we in? Yeah, because a lot of these, a lot of these things, even like we've talked that a lot of them aren't even illegal or anything. Mm. And they're just, it's just a social aspect. But even still, a lot of people able to actually go through them, through them or not, a lot of people would not really do any of these. Mm. They are purely fantasy. Um, They just are, you know, and and I, role play is a huge thing, um, a huge kink. I mean, this kind of this whole thing. I mean, falls into for normal couples is a role play. And most yep. people that, you know, get into the kink communities are already in um, committed relationships or they have a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for that reason, like you said, it, it can get people like us that are trying to, you know, be so progressive and support and encourage people to not be so muted yeah. with your desires. You know, that's a I think that's a big part of the reason that I do the work that I do is because 
you know, I was so sexually muted for so long. Um, part of it was I felt that I had to. Part of it I was told I was had to, you know, for so many reasons. And then when I finally realized I don't have to do anything yeah. that I don't want to yes. do, um, when I realized that, whether it's sexually or any part of my life, I started being more open. And, and I have come across so many people, like you said, that feel so ashamed because they're interested in something, you know? And so sad. It really is. And it's because it's – I feel like to be – you know, I feel that whatever your sexual um, demeanor is, you mm. know, um, which we have everything on the spectrum, you know, as far as the kind of sexual person that you are yeah. – Whatever your fulfillment need is, you don't have to explain to anybody, but you should be able to express yourself, um, whatever it is. And I think you need that to be a healthy, functioning adult. People um, people want to be heard and understood um, in general. And, you oh, know, yeah. when you take it to a sexual place, it's no different. People want their needs and desires to be understood. You don't necessarily have to agree with them, but... People want to feel that they're not going to be judged and stomped on. They just yes. want to be heard, just like in any other situation. Um, I don't know why it's exactly. so different. It's sad, but it's so different. I keep saying that. I need new words, but it is really sad. <laughs> I think that is my thing right now. In this day and age, it's disappointing that yeah. it it is such still hugely an issue um, when I just feel like it shouldn't be anymore. Um you know, it should be a non-issue in a lot of ways, especially since forever the vernacular was we don't talk about it behind closed doors. And then, you know, or, you know, we keep sex behind closed doors. And I'm like, okay, but we can't even talk about it. Like, obviously, we, yeah, like at all. Like, I'm not asking, like I said, I'm not asking you to participate. I'm not asking you to like it. But, you know, and then, and I think another part that really, I'm going to use your word now, saddens me is that people think they're into a kink and then they try to explore it, but kind of try to do it from like, you know, excuse the expression, but a half-cocked stance yeah. where they don't have the right information. They don't have the right partners, um, you know, and then it turns into sometimes I have heard some horrible scenarios too, um, that have turned people off on sex completely, not just a kink, but, but yeah. their sexual self that it just shames them any time that sex comes mm -hmm. up and I'm like, this is part of their identity, you know, as an adult. And yeah. it, it, it's a shame just because they were afraid that they couldn't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we just want to take all of you out there that have had that horrible experience and let you know that with time and the right exploration and patience, yep. And the right partners and resources, there are a lot of positive things about sex and the experience. Yeah. And you don't have to let yourself settle for anything or to end on a sour note because of, you know, misinformation or what somebody else told you. And there are people having these conversations, people like us sitting around and having the conversations. Sometimes it's hard mm -hmm. to find where those conversations are taking place, but once you do you'll learn that you're not on your own. I think that's one of the bigger things as well mm -hmm. because yes. it's socially unacceptable to talk about so much of this stuff. People believe that they're by themselves and that they're alone and it's very isolating. And mm -hmm. to suddenly realise whenever it happens, however it happens, that there are other people who share the same ideas as you, have the same kinks as you, or even just want to have a conversation with you, that mm -hmm. can be quite liberating and in some cases actually quite important to save mm -hmm. people from their own isolation you know it's important yeah, that these exactly. conversations are happening and knowing that they're out there if you can just do a bit of digging or sometimes a lot of digging <laughs> yeah sometimes a lot yeah and it's don't take uh i know definitely this i think this is our problem with like also instant gratification how we are so used to yeah. that from our technology please don't always take the first thing that you're given when you ask a question oh, like <laughs> ask yeah please don't do that um i wouldn't if i was if you only asked me i would still say this like i am not the end all be all nobody is and there's so much out there and it doesn't hurt you to get a collective yeah. like i've talked about in previous episodes 
what BDSM is to one person is not the same to another person. And that doesn't mean either of them are right or either of them are wrong. But it's good to know Mm -hmm. the kind of wheelhouse area, you know, zone that you're working with or that you can think about. So, yeah, don't always take it. You don't take anything for granted. So, definitely, speaking of not feeling so isolated, um, Zita, out of all this taboo that we've discussed... Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite out of the list that is your favorite taboo? <laughs> or a couple um, of favorites? <laughs> like how you oh were like, God. oh, no, I can't. She's like, now you're like, I can't talk no, about I that. Like, no, my problem is I can't pick one. I like that entire list. <laughs> the list oh, makes me so happy. <laughs> The forbidden, you see, Zeta just likes the forbidden fruit is yeah, what it much. is. If I can't have it, I want it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> oh, that's like me with food. Like, that is my thing. <laughs> food. Uh, you know, that it's, familiar, that's yeah. my thing. Good sweets. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's funny. There's a pizza in my freezer right now and I really want it. So <laughs> even something as simple as that, give me the pizza. <laughs> yeah. I really shouldn't, but I think I'm going but to, you know, it. <laughs> I want it. And then, it, and then you justify it and I'm an adult and I can have mm-hmm. it. I bought it. I'm hungry. I can have what I like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I just realized something that didn't, that I guess it missed the list. Oh. And maybe this has to do with um, neighbor, but strangers. Oh. like. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I know. How did I miss that? Okay. Well, obviously, see, I told you, don't take my answer first because um, I miss stuff all the time. But strangers, Mm. like, um, which I don't know if it's my top, but um, free use gym fantasy is one of the hottest things to me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, I don't know what it is. Like, and I, oh, I'm going to, I feel so bad, like. Say, well, I don't feel bad. Okay, I'm not going to feel ashamed. I don't feel ashamed, but like, see, this is where it comes down to. People shouldn't feel yeah. ashamed. Um, I feel so naughty <laughs> talking about it, though. I don't know. It's always, I'm not hugely into free use or strangers, mm-hmm. but um, the two stranger ones, the stranger scenarios that I found hugely appealing is at the gym. I don't know what it is about the gym. And I'm talking like real life. This is not audio Ruth talking. Okay, all right. Real, real, real life, I have trouble going to the gym sometimes, not because I don't want to do the work. I love the way I feel after a workout if I can get my ass to the gym. <laughs> but um, when I'm there, my horny level goes up through the that roof. fascinating. Because I just, and it's, I can't focus sometimes. Like I have to constantly move around the gym because I will find that I am not working as hard as I can be because I'm busy fantasizing about x person over there on x machine um, too many hot sweaty know bodies <laughs> i know it's like it's like the heat in the room it's the smell it's the i'm gonna be honest like when people work out it's the heavy breathing it's the grunting oh my God. it's oh, don't. you know like i oh <laughs> I just can't. Like, it's just going to get worse. And this podcast is not to, like, ASMR turn people on, but it's horrible. Um, oh, my God. But, like, so strangers, yeah. Like, that's, like, one of the fantasies where I'm, like, all down for the stranger sex, which, you know, that's not casual. That's, like, straight straight up jumping to, I don't know you, but we're going to mm-hmm. do this, you know. And that's socially, like, oh, you can't. You don't even know so that, dangerous. you know. Yeah. Dangerous. And a lot of the time, those people aren't prepared. So guess what? They don't have protection, mm-hmm. which is also no, no, <laughs> for, you know, so um, practice safe sex. Mm-hmm. So, and you heard it here from the impreg queen. So, you know, <laughs> next time I get called out for that. <laughs> so, um, but then the other one, the other stranger one that I find really attractive is um, the home invasion ones oh like God. the burglar fantasy right there <sighs> since i hate to say this but since i was like 17 or 18 i don't know what it is honestly like i think part of it is i grew up in a very conservative small town mm-hmm. where nobody locked their doors oh. so like my thing was is you know you wouldn't hear anything until it was too yeah, late so i guess just you know in. Somebody just wander in and catch me in my night clothes, you know. So, yeah. Oh. So, um, 
but okay so yeah those are anyways i can't believe that didn't make the list okay but yeah it's a huge one it's huge so okay so it might be your favorite or you think are there any others i mean i have others (laughs) (laughs) you're like no 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 we're just not gonna we won't wander off um so yeah there's a a danger element as well it's not just forbidden fruit it's the danger of it it's the danger the what am i trying to say here not necessarily a threat to your life, but the idea that something might happen that you didn't choose. Yes, that in this of is itself. true. Because you don't, you know, you, it's a complete impredictability of what they'll yeah. do. You don't know. You don't know if they're going to be gentle, if they're going to be rough. Are they going to leave marks? Are, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to get caught depending on the situation? Like, you don't know anything about them. You don't know. I'm just surprised that strangers, I don't know why. Maybe they just all assume they're strangers. (laughs) They can't all be strangers. But it's funny, though. So um, I think besides the strangers one, because that one is pretty hot. You're right. Um, (laughs) I think to me, my top one, probably my next top one is going to be older, older, younger. Uh, Older, younger is probably uh, mine. I've always been into the older men uh, forever. Um, And... And I think that plays into also I'm into the babysitter, babysitter daddy thing. Um, you know, it kind of falls in the same wheelhouse for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's those are probably my top ones. So, but yeah, the stranger one. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I have to avoid gyms. So. <laughs> and it's and it's I don't We're like think and about it's gym the same way again. I'm sorry. No, please. I want everybody to be healthy. But no, it's a serious thing. Like, I'm not even – but seriously, when I – when I okay, because, like, obviously women don't wake up with morning wood. But women can wake up quite horny, guys, just in case you yeah, didn't know. we do that. We, we can. That. Just as much. We just don't have a tent. You know, we're not pitching no tent. Well, but it's there. Well, we get a lake instead. Um, so it's the first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We get the dampness. You know, we get the we get the rainforest without the tent, you know. <laughs> Um, so, um, but, uh, yeah, no, but if I wake up and have one of those mornings, I prefer to work out in the mornings, but if I wake up with one of those mornings, it's out of the question. (laughs) Going to the gym is not on the slate anymore. It's not. (laughs) Um, and I'm just thinking like, this shouldn't be like something that holds me back from from that, but I'm not going to work out at home. (laughs) Oh, how funny. That's hilarious. Oh God. Hmm. Let me add another one to the list then um okay because yeah strangers good but um i almost feel like uh age difference is almost too mainstream for me now if that's bizarre um my home relationship is huge age difference actually so it's just what my life is yeah um yeah something about um an abuse of power so a doctor nurse or teacher student Power play. Yeah. Ooh, power play. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I love power play. Any, any situation where there is someone in a position of authority over another and they use that for nefarious mm. means. I, yes. I, I like that. That is... I yeah, no. Right. And see, when you said power play, I don't I don't know why this made me jump, but power play is a huge mm. one. Um, and it's so taboo to abuse that power, yeah. um, you know, and to, and to be the one in the lesser power that goes along with it. You know, because most of the situations, it's kind of one of those things where it is like if they just told somebody or, we, you yeah. know, and maybe sometimes the scenario was that there is nobody to tell. But, you know – it's it is taboo because a lot of these situations are blackmail yep. situations in that sense. Yep. Like it, they caught you, or they you know, or they found out something about yep. you, and if you don't do you know the dirty deed, then they're um, then they're going to turn you in, or yep. you know whatever it's it is. That dangerous, um, so yeah, I think the danger of being danger, revealed yes. for whatever or having secrets spilled, or it all comes down to danger. Yeah. It danger and see and maybe it's the danger in the power play that you said but i was reminded something some other this is probably this may exceed the gym fantasy and it's one i'll probably never encounter but um as far as uh taboo and with the power play and the danger is a prey and predator um the the cat and mouse game um huge element of a lot of the taboos but for me there have been so many primal fantasies that I adore oh and I can't get enough of, of like the woman being 
hunted, yep. you know, in the woods or out in the wilds, you know, those aspects or, you know, it's just the very calculated hunter mm. watching its prey. Almost and, distant and kind of clinical about it. Distant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're definitely talking the um, same language here. I love it. <laughs> yep. We know. We know what's up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so um, so obviously we've we've definitely picked on we've found out our favorites. Yeah, that actually wasn't difficult um, in the end, was it? <laughs> have you ever um, had any good experiences um, by role playing, like with any of these scenarios, or like any good bad stories, um, hmm. or you know, to that vernacular that you want to share? Obviously, <laughs> just kind of filtering through the mental rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yes, there have been fun role play scenarios. Actually, uh, mm-hmm. falling back on that student teacher thing again. I yeah. To play with a ruler. <laughs> oh, I think that's you know. I think most people that have. I think uh, whether you're into taboo or not, I think role play like kink. Um, I think student teacher is like a big I one. So. Like you know, it and it's so. Um, uh it's easily accessible too like really when you think about it at the end of the day like the outfit that you know the <laughs> outfit choice yep. um is easily you know it you don't even have to buy it it's, it's pretty easily put together yeah. <laughs> yeah it's usually what you have i mean if you wanted it like you said ruler you know if you want to go that far with the ruler and stuff usually you can get a ruler for very cheap or you have mm-hmm. one um you know <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, a lot of measuring going on over there <laughs> bizarrely <laughs> bizarrely yeah um uh and so yeah so that's a i think that's an easy one that a lot of people have probably role played and stuff um oh, now i'm gonna feel like so dumb <laughs> okay because this is kind of a taboo thing too but it's because just think of any social situation in which one person is on a social level not the same as another person and you have a taboo um so to me something that i've done because i'm a nerd i've always been a nerd (laughs) and i'm pretty proud of that because i have a lot of fun usually um but i have done the role play of like nerd with the um the testosterone driven jock like so like, you know, the it's forbidden because how could a jock, you know, or how could a nerd stoop down to a meathead's mm. level and how could a meathead, you know, give a dumb little plain nerd, Every you know, time the time of day. Of day. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a taboo. And so I have played that one and that one's pretty fun, you know, and stuff. So, that's so cool. um, yeah. And it's kind of in my wheelhouse because like, I guess it's, it's the part of me that likes the primal play, but, um, I like them big and stupid. <laughs> I just... <laughs> There's this old song, I think, from the 80s that is like, I like them big and stupid, you know? And it's just it's just a song where she, yeah, she just talks about she likes them big and stupid because she likes to be cute and be the one that's smart and, you know, all that uh... stuff. But I've just always been an intellectual type. And I think sometimes I just want something really big and stupid and primal because, you know, it, it can get us both out of our, out of our head, mm. I guess. So, um, it's yeah. quite visceral, I uh, suppose, isn't it? If you take intelligence yeah, visceral, out of yeah. it almost, it becomes almost feral. Oh, yeah, that's the definitely. Word yeah, feral. Feral, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think that's another reason why I also drive towards being submissive, you know, in a relationship, mm. in the sexually because I'm so analytical and so cogs are always turning, 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 turning. So when I'm submissive, I can just let that go, like stop. Yeah. You know, I you really have, have to, to think try hard it, to do no. that. It's but just, exactly, I don't have to think yeah. About this anymore. It's a very attractive way to uh, to be. Mm-hmm. It's to be allowed that because so. it's a type of freedom as well. To be allowed the freedom to oh, not yeah. think or not analyze or not control a situation. Yeah, and it takes a lot of. You know, if you can find somebody to establish that with, because if you are an over, uh, you know, an over analytical sort, it does take time yes. Um, yes. to get to that level. So be aware of that. If your partner is super, super intellectual and you want to do, uh, maybe they usually are same footing as you or they're more dominant in the bedroom and you're wanting to do a switch, just let, just know that it will take time because I know for me personally with a new partner, it takes time for me to actually 
go full on submissive and trust. Um, yeah. and trust because even though you don't have to even involve any other kinks, but um, actually trusting you enough that, you know, you aren't going to, you know, that you, are, you know, you aren't going to do this. You aren't going to do that, that you're going to, you know, it's, it's not even that I don't trust you in that way, but it's being able to let go. That's a hard it's part. Very, it's being very, very vulnerable and you have mm-hmm, to trust mm-hmm. somebody at least a little, usually a lot to allow yourself to be that vulnerable, particularly when the world we live in doesn't really allow for any kind of vulnerability because you get squashed really very, very quickly. So it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Exactly. And it's something that mm-hmm. you need to be aware of. <clears throat> be aware, people. It's definitely... <laughs> Be aware, be aware. Hard lessons learned is what, you know, um, it does happen. You will get squashed sometimes. And I think we've, we haven't really touched on that a whole lot on the show, but, you know, listening to the show or not, doing everything that you can do to be sexually proactive, kink proactive, exploring things, there are going to be most likely, I'm actually going to say it's guaranteed that you still will have missteps, whether they're small or big. Oh, without doubt. Um, Without a doubt, I still have them. And when it comes down to that, you just have to decide, are you going to let that last bad experience define the rest of your sexual experience or not? That's all. Man, that's, if I'd done that. That's, <laughs> I know, right? That's my thing. I'm just like, if I'd done that, you know, and it's true. It's very true. All you can do is learn from it. Just learn, was it that partner? Was it me? Was it that kink? What what was yeah. it? You know, because I can tell you collectively, it's never everything that was part of it. No, it's something that something pinged inside of you, or something happened. There was one little factor, and that threw a ring into all yeah. of it. So, yeah. you just gotta explore. And yeah, and I can speak from experience, and it sounds like you can mm. too. That you have a misstep, and but if you keep moving forward, you can really learn a lot and have some really good times. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't let mistakes define you. They're just something that you learn from. Mm-hmm. And if you're making mistakes, it means you're trying to learn, which is a good thing. Oh, that's my chair yes. going nuts there. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> learn anything new without mm-hmm. without exploring. And exactly. the waters. Um, exactly. And... Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to grow. That's, I feel like our whole human experience is growing in one way or another. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and sex is no exception to that. And so you shouldn't be apologetic and you shouldn't, you know, not do things and not grow just because you're afraid of yourself or other people and stuff. You you can find there are plenty of people out there that are pro this. You're not alone. Like Zita said earlier, you're not alone. You just got to find the right, got to find your right little circle, you know. <laughs> find your tribe. That's the phrase people yes, use, isn't it? Find your tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so just in summation, bringing it back, taboo is Zeta. If I know we've talked about it and we've basically said what it is, but mm-hmm. as far as defining it and what makes it so exciting, what are your, what is your final? I guess um, this is my definition, and this is why I think it's exciting, or why people find it so exciting. Uh, for me. It really is um, anything it, defined by anything that society or even your own morals will tell you is not quite the norm. If it flies in the face of what is traditional um, or what is quote unquote normal, it can be considered taboo, um, which is a real shame because at the end of the day, <sighs> there are so many facets of the word taboo that actually sneak into our everyday lives without us knowing you know and whether we think it or not we all have a little bit of a taboo in us about us or in our thoughts mm-hmm. oh definitely definitely like i said i equated it to walking by a sweet shop it's it's forbidden <laughs> it's forbidden we shouldn't yeah. allow this to happen but it's just there yeah it's part of human nature it's mm-hmm. it's also you know it's just why I think I to me, if I'd have to say the biggest thought that probably and this is my opinion, the biggest thought that crossed people's minds or anything when it comes to tab you know, taboo in any respect, um, whether we're talking, you know, food, 
sex, conversations, you know, um, participating in, you know, whatever, um, the thought crosses your mind that, well, if it feels good and I really like it, then should I deny myself? Really? Mm. You know, because at the end of the day, that's true. Like in the fantasy aspect, all of these role plays, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I know we've talked that there are some blackmail scenarios to it and, you know, power plays that would, you know, where your hand's kind of forced. But yeah. mostly collectively, it's, you know, you're the sexual being, I'm the sexual being. We just happen to have these two different levels that mm. aren't norm or that would be frowned upon. But why should we let that stop us, you know? When down the root is, is that it's exciting, but it's forbidden, you know, that's part of the excitement. And that is the core because we're not supposed to have it, Mm -hmm. as you know, supposed to by any, by anybody's measure, we want it. And that's what makes it exciting. And the fact that we now have it when we're not supposed to Mm -hmm. introduces an element of danger and excitement, which... Mm -hmm. You don't get with things that you're just allowed to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The very act of taking something you're not supposed to have is exciting. And when you apply that to a taboo or a kink or a fetish, it just elevates it Mm -hmm. so much more. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. And um, so if you would have to say for my listeners, um, when it comes to practicing or exploring this kink, what um, suggestions do you have or what advice and or when um, when is doing so appropriate approaching such as a kink or a mm-hmm. fetish? Um, I guess my first thought would be don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there has to be. <laughs> no, there shouldn't have to be, but unfortunately <laughs> there has to be yeah. <laughs> a measure of deciding when it's safe to ask these questions and mm-hmm. who it's safe to ask these questions of. But once you've traversed that minefield, don't be afraid to ask as many questions as you can of as many yes. people as you can. Learn as much as you can. Um, allow yourself to learn that you are not alone and understand that there are people who have similar thoughts to you. Mm-hmm. Find your tribe and spend time having conversations with them and in some measure if you can have conversations with people that you wouldn't expect to have these conversations with because by doing so you can help to normalize Mm -hmm. what's you can help to normalize your own thoughts and your own feelings and almost validate them Mm -hmm. um it's a shame that we have to look for validation outside of ourselves but if you're in a situation where that's important to you speaking with people who don't necessarily share your viewpoint or your likes and desires can be validating because you may not change their mind but being heard is half of the battle and once you are heard it's a very validating feeling knowing that you have said your piece been heard Mm. and been acknowledged and if you can do that for yourself with help or on your own, then you're doing better than most people I know, frankly, <laughs> because it's easier said than done. But yeah. A big part of us being able to explore kink um, for a lot of us, whether we like to admit it or not, is feeling comfortable and not feeling like a pariah in our own skin. Mm-hmm. And you have to have people you know, like you said, your tribe, you have to have a tribe that you are comfortable talking to about, you know, um, I find myself lucky enough to be in this community of erotica, both, you know, written and oral and, you know, listening that, um, there are people all around me that I'm able to have these conversations with. Now, um, obviously, you know, we usually don't just pop in like, oh, you you write erotica? I record it. Hey, let's talk about kink. Like, usually it's not the way it happens. Um, you do be have cool to estate. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, like, sometimes we can, like, here in passing, but a very in-depth conversation usually doesn't happen. But mm. um, definitely you need to not feel so alienated about your sex and your fantasies. And so definitely consider who in your life as you explore kink can definitely, you can talk to about this, especially Mm. one like taboo that people feel is so frowned on about, frowned, uh, frowned on about. 
Um, because like we said, when we, we collectively between you and my listeners that voted said that when they hear taboo, you know, 80, 90% are going to think incest. incest. So you yeah. need to be able to say, well, I'm interested in taboo relationship, you know, as a kink, you need to be able to say that to somebody and then have them not stonewall you right there. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or you to have, I'm just going to say it, you to have the balls to keep talking to tell them that it is not just incest it is these other things and this is the area you're into not that incest is a bad thing but i'm just saying if that's not the part of it you're into then don't think you can't further explain yourself you know or you know do that and stuff it's just like how we talked with any other kink on this season so far um other than that when is it appropriate obviously um You'll know when it's appropriate or not. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we've said, it's unfortunate that we have to, you know, put ourselves into two or three different skins with different crowds to, mm. you know, it really is a form of survival in a lot of ways. Like I said, nobody wants to feel isolated. We crave feeling included and feeling part of society. That's the way we function. Yeah. No, no man is an island ever. Um, you can't do it alone as much as we want no. to, um, <laughs> you know, especially not sex. You can for a while, but I mean, yeah, we're, we're always getting fun. It's not <laughs> as much fun. You're always going to crave a second person at some point. So, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, so definitely you'll know, but, uh, so that, and then, um, when it comes to exploring the kink, just, you know, if you want to explore taboo, make sure you're setting your boundaries. You know, it's also your kink. Don't say, I'm into taboo. Let's try this. And then let them overrun what you're comfortable with, you know? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, see, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, there's so many things to consider. And I know sometimes it sounds like I'm giving you guys homework assignments. But if you want <laughs> your – if you want to seriously grow as a couple or as a sexual adult – then you need to take yourself seriously and you need to have your partners do so as well. So if you just say, Hey, I want to try, you know, this role play, or I want to try sensory play and you let them buy all the toys and they show up with three things that you would have never, ever done, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they show up with hot wax and, you know, things like that. And you go, Whoa, 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 whoa." you know, that's Um, not quite what I was thinking. Yeah. Not quite what I was thinking. Yeah. You can't, you can't say, Hey, I want to be vulnerable and then leave all the choices to somebody else. You have to, you have to speak in, you have to give some choices here. It's just like, you know, choosing your place for dinner, you know, Hey, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to get some Italian. Sure. And then you get there and you let them order everything for you. It's, it doesn't, you're not going to always have a good experience. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't, or, you know, you'll have a subpar. Sometimes you might get lucky. Sometimes you might get lucky, you know, and stuff, but, you know, there might have been something on the menu you really wanted to try and you didn't get to. And sometimes after that one time when you try a new kink with a partner, they'll go, okay, well, we tried that kink, so we're done now. Just be mindful that sometimes that's the way couple styles are. So you don't. And you ended up with lasagna when you really wanted a pizza. Exactly. And nobody (laughs) wants that. (laughs) I wouldn't. I want a pizza. Damn. I want pizza. <laughs> I was going to say, you got that one in the freezer. You've been calling your name. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't know if you can hear my stomach talking, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, right? Um, but uh, definitely. Um, and something else uh, I wanted to hit on because you brought up how prevalent taboo is without us even realizing it. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a little... Um, if it's not the roles, I know today our episode was more about taboo relationships, but I think Zeta could definitely chime in there, chime in that there are definitely other elements of taboo that we consider all the time. I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but definitely mm-hmm. yeah. voyeurism, exhibitionism. Um, I mean, you may be in a completed completely committed relationship and you know maybe at the dinner table somebody's hand strays over to somebody else's lap that would be a taboo thing as in that social situation it's not acceptable you know but it's naughty it's taboo it's forbidden um so there are smaller versions of taboo that are completely committed you know that are you know that aren't bad so also consider delving into those if you're not sure if any of these role plays maybe are your thing or you've got a work your way up and just be yourselves for the taboo play, (laughs) Um, you know, and don't be afraid to have fun. 
I know, uh, I don't know all of Zeta's experiences, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm over here across the pond and have been my whole life. And I've, I haven't known Zeta my whole life. Um, but, you know, don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Um, I know that in my role plays that I've done or, you know, anything like that, or even in my uh, erotica quote unquote career um here um i've not been afraid to laugh at myself or you know or be like oh yeah that's something i've done ha ha, ha you know and stuff oh, so it's so important to be able to do that yeah it's uber important so definitely um well i think we've pretty much capped it off zita do you have any other advice or comments or anything <laughs> for our listeners regarding the kink of taboo relationships um, I guess the takeaway message I want to mm -hmm. leave people with is don't be afraid of taboo relationships mm -hmm. um, because yeah, they're no. everywhere, whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's society and tradition and expectations that make it taboo. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. it's up to you whether or not you want to put any stock in those or if you just want to go your own way. You know, if mm -hmm. you decide Absolutely. that you are wanting a relationship with an older person, that is a taboo. But if that's who you want to be with, that's who you want to be with. You decide for yourself if that's acceptable mm -hmm. or not. Society does, should not be allowed to do that for you. Mm -hmm. you know, small example, but... It's what I want people to take away. You decide if it's taboo and whether or not you agree with what society tells you. Exactly. At the end of the day, society is not having your sex for you. No. <laughs> I mean, that's I couldn't have said it better. You, you decide. When it comes to your sexual experience, you're the one that decides who gets to make the choices. Um, so yeah, just know that you don't ever have to do anything you don't want to do. So, and you have the ability to do everything you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you so much for being on my show today. I enjoyed thank it. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs> thank you. I'm good. I'm glad. And everybody, you definitely should check Zita out. As she said, she has got a plethora of taboo in her you know, wheelhouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I've got some as well. So I'm going to link you up with Zita and she is just a tremendous person all around. So definitely just check Aww. her out. If nothing else, she has got some very racy crochet that she does as well. <laughs> that I think is fantastic. Um, so you should check that out if nothing else. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, it's another taboo right there. <laughs> I know, right? Another taboo. I'm just working on my crochet at the desk. <laughs> yeah, my mother does not approve. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I always get a kick out of those. Um, but we'll definitely hook you up. Be sure to check in next week as we will have a whole nother episode of Kink. And we are in the works of getting ready for season two. So remember comment share give feedback what do you want to hear what's your questions you have i have my mailbag episode coming up in a few episodes to end out the season so i look forward to it and yeah remember to kink safely have fun <laughs> bye everybody bye